All right, I'd like to uh, share a story with you guys tonight that's uh, haunted me for some time. Uh, it haunts me not only because of the violence and the grief associated with it, but also the serendipity. I was deployed to Afghanistan a few years ago, uh, and I was with uh, seven other guys. Uh, we were with two helicopter crews, and they pre-staged us uh, basically right outside the Korangal Valley, and uh, we were basically just waiting on the cry for help. Uh, the worst of the fighting happened in the middle of the week. And before we took off, you could hear men dying on the radio. We took off and uh, we flew immediately to the site. Uh, when we got there, it was very, very steep and mountainous. And uh, as soon as we got into a hover, uh, overwhelming machine gun fire ripped through the helicopter. And it was coming from all directions. Myself and another guy, we, we hooked up to the, the hoist cable, and we started hoisting. It was about a 40-foot hoist uh, going down. And uh, as we were being lowered down into that, uh, you could hear and feel the percussion of bullets and machine gun fire just popping past your head. Um, I thought we only had moments to live, and that feeling lasted for over the next three hours. As soon as my foot touched the ground, an RPG exploded just 20 feet from us and knocked me off my feet and knocked my buddy on top of me. At that point, everything got very metaphysical and it slowed down dramatically. Eventually, the helicopters that brought us in ran out of ammunition and fuel and they had to leave us. We called in multiple airstrikes on top of our location, uh, not thinking that we would survive any of those. As, uh, as the, the sun went down, I was able to find the casualties, and I began treating them. And uh, I did everything I could to save those men's lives. Um, in moments like that, it's very, very surreal. And one of the thing that, things that, I, that haunts me continually is why some men live and some men die in situations like that. And it's very easy to sit and think pragmatically about situations like that, but I can, I can assure you that, that moments like that are, are not pragmatic. There's a, qu a quote that I want to share with you that articulates that, and it's basically, to live through the thresh, you have to drink life like water and death like wine. And what that means to me is in moments like that, you have to live with a reckless abandon in order to save yourself and others. The moment that you think about self-preservation, all hell is going to break loose. It's going to go horribly wrong at that point. Uh, that night, uh, four men died horribly in my arms. Uh, I was able to save five. Uh, and one of the things I want to kind of talk about is the men that died. Consciously, you understand that you did the best you could for those guys. But somehow you're very implicated in their death by just your presence. Especially when human beings die in your arms in a very horrible way. That week told, uh, basically 11 men were killed. And 49 were mortally wounded. Uh, but we saved and we brought all those guys back. Uh, we finished up the week. We flew back to our main base. And I uh, went to my locker room, and I saw a picture of my wife and kids. And when I saw a picture of my wife and kids, I was just overcome with grief 
overcome with everything that had taken place. One of the PJs that I was with was shot in the head. Um, it was absolutely overwhelming. And now here's a point in the story where we take this dramatic shift. Uh, basically, within 15 minutes of me landing and being overcome with this grief, there was a knock at our door, and I went outside, and there was three gentlemen that were approaching me. They were propositioning me to make a movie. They wanted to make a documentary-style movie on the romance of combat and tattooing. And here I am, I'm literally blood-soaked in brain matter, blood, feces, and completely grief-stricken. And I was thinking to myself, you got to be kidding me. And as I was thinking this, the artist, the tattoo artist, looked at me, and he kind of took me in, and he looked at his friend, and he said, this is wrong, let's just go home. And that was a very profound moment. Uh, not only was he experiencing the significant loss of innocence with the romance of his idea, but more profound for me is this was happening because he saw something in me. And it, uh, it made me realize that I had lost a certain sense of my humanity. I, I was immediately very endeared to this, and I gave it a chance. You know, I was like, let's, let's do this. And there was something very human about that interaction that I had with him that I wanted to hold on to. Uh, in perspective, it brought me much closer to my humanity. So what ended up happening is uh, once those guys kind of understood the magnitude of what our job was and what we had just recently experienced, it really wasn't about their project, and they just wanted to give to us. And uh, this artist, his name was Scott Campbell, he tattooed us for three days straight, and he slept only maybe like two or three hours during that whole 72-hour period and just tattooed us quite a bit. And uh, they didn't care about the, the filming uh, it was all about tattooing us, and it was just amazing the healing nature of what that did for myself and the men that I was with. It was absolutely just amazing. Uh, those guys finished their, their movie, whatever, you know, they finished tattooing us, they left, we had a great time, we really bonded with those guys. They went back to New York City, that's where they're from. Uh, we finished our deployment, we came back here to Anchorage, rescuing you know, tourists off a flat top and plane crashes out in the Brooks Range. Um, but I could not shake how cathartic it was to be tattooed in those moments. And I've always been artistic by nature. Uh, my wife had bought me a tattoo kit, and I asked my wife one, it was about a year after the, we had been back, I asked her if she'd please take the kids to go see a movie, and that day I ended up tattooing my leg. And there's nothing, you know, None of it makes sense, you know, uh, but it definitely makes sense. It made sense to me at that time. I was just absolutely overcome with grief, and, and it just made sense to me. Uh, since then, I've uh, just fell in love with the art of tattooing. In fact, just a week ago, I'd spent, I spent two weeks with that artist there, and I've tattooed almost everyone intimate in my life, the majority of uh, the other pararescuemen that I work with. Uh, it's just it's been an amazing experience. Uh, I truly believe that the price of combat is grief. And the only way that I've found forward through that grief is through creativity and expression. And that's one of the reasons I'm talking to you guys today. 
I feel very lucky to be alive and share this stuff with you guys. Um, but, you know, also I just want to impart and close this out and say, you know, all, all life, not whether it's combat or us sitting here when we get in our cars and leave here tonight, all life is chance. And what we do with that chance is what matters most of all. Thank you.